Olivia. I'm here to apply for this job. <laughs> Prepare to give it to me. <laughs> Welcome to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. Today we are talking about The Princess Bride. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> yes. So we promised each other mm-hmm. that we were not going to just sit around in a circle and quote The Princess Bride to each other. And I think we accomplished that. Mm, mostly. Mostly. I think we did a great job, Olivia. I think we did a great job. I'm really proud of this one. Um, we had a couple of guests because when... Word got around that we were talking about the Princess Bride. We had to beat the people away from we, us with a stick just and then lock the door. We only have away. four mics, people. I know. Four. Princess so, Bride is kind of a big deal, though. Yeah. Cultural phenomenon, as we discuss during the podcast. I think it's a rule of culture that if you mention the Princess Bride in a public setting, people will actually literally come out of the woodwork to be like, that's my favorite movie from 1936 get that rubber cigar out of your mouth and talk normal (laughs) so that's that what that's what happened so then we had becky who is from our tech services department and that's a cool department because they get to see all of the new books that come in immediately yep brand new it's like fresh books if you celebrate christmas it's like christmas back there when a book order comes in it's just boxes and boxes of books it's just my heart if you're on the old TikTok, you might have seen a video of a book getting ready to be put in the library collection. If you haven't seen that yet, it is it is surprisingly therapeutic. I think it's on that. Instagram too. Instagram too, yep. Yeah, I believe so. Um, they do all that cool stuff, getting the book all ready, putting it in the catalog, um, putting all the stickers on it, getting it all prepared to be checked out by our lovely patrons. So thank you, Becky, for doing that, and thank you for being on the podcast. And then, of course, we have our fourth chair, Cassie, Cassie, a repeat guest. She was here for the Witch, Witch of Blackbird Pond. Yep. And Cassie works in our adult services department. Uh-huh. So you might recognize her from the desk. Yep. And she is the queen of the kits. So she does, oh, this would actually be really great. So if you have some time off right now for the holidays, pop on in because we have a whole collection of puzzles that mm-hmm. you can check out for free board games and board games and they're good board games board Very games good. it's like oh i don't know if settlers I buy of that. catan and pandemic there's a lot of really fun games up there i checked one out called wingspan it was one with mm. all these little bird cards and i brought that over to my sister-in-law's house and we played it it was lovely it probably costs like $60 to buy it in the store, but we all just got to play it for free. It was a lovely night. And then mm-hmm. I just returned it and somebody else probably has it out. And then, um, Manda, I think you had something you wanted to tell us. Yeah, real quick, just a reminder. Um, I mentioned in a previous podcast, the Winter Reads and Winter Reads listeners for our younger friends here at the library. Uh, it's still going on in the youth department through January 20th. You can still register. Um, your kids for that program if they have done winter excuse me if they've done summer reading you already have a beanstack account set up for them you just need to register if you've never used beanstack give us a call we can walk you through registering for that over the phone or pop by the library and as always make sure you stop by the library for our um, monthly craft kits it's getting towards the end of the month so we may be creeping towards running out but there's always going to be new ones when we reopen in january so nice if you're bored at home great thing to do over the holidays so have a great new year everybody happy new year's friends 2023 hope it's filled with great books lots of time to read and peace and peace we don't talk about that enough
I'm wishing peace to all of you in this new year. Same things. So, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. So, Becky actually picked this one. I did. So, you want to tell us why you like this movie or your relationship with it? Your history with it, uh, if you will. Uh, the history is... I used to watch it with my dad, and then mm. once I had kids, I would watch it with them. It was our Up North movie. Um, it's my feel-good movie. It doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in. I can put it on at any time, and it'll bring me out of that and bring me into laughing and imitating and doing the accents and quoting. This is the number one most quotable movie ever, mm-hmm. and I probably know all of them. It just takes me out of whatever's going whatever's going on and plops me into my happy place. Yeah. Becky, what is your favorite yes. line from the movie? As you wish. Oh, really? Obviously, yes. Iconic. I just want, I want somebody to say that to me someday and have me be like, yes. Mm, thank That's you. all I want is just for someone, I just want someone to just do everything I say and be happy about yep, it. As you mm. wish. You want a farm boy? <laughs> I want a farm boy. I do. Boy. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it would make everything so much easier. I'd never have to do any outdoor you chores. You wouldn't have to have <sighs> chop any of your own wood or... Get that grab your off pitcher, of that pitcher, the pitcher off your <laughs> The pitcher. Oh, we are fresh. We, so Amanda and I watched this last night, so we're going to have our um, oh, yep. details yep. down. I feel I, like I love that scene when I was a kid because they use the word pitcher, like for a jug. You know what I'm saying? For something that pours something. I don't know. It's super nerdy. Please cut this. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what made me think what of that. What would you call it? Yeah, what would you call it? Just Isn't it like a pitcher? It's like a, a pitcher. jug. I would call it like a water Jug? Pitcher? Jug. I don't know. <laughs> no, I wouldn't use the word pitcher necessarily. I would call it like a water jug Does that or sound like an old-timey phrase to you? It kind of does. Pitcher? pitcher. I, say, I think jug sounds old-timey. Yeah. I picture jug. bears playing on it. <laughs> I picture, I picture <laughs> like drinking whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, right. <laughs> a whiskey jug. <laughs> a whiskey jug. Oh, interesting. Oh, no. Pitcher is an old-fashioned word, but there's not yes, been a better but word nothing's older than jug, it. apparently. <laughs> Okay, let's move away from jugs and pitchers. What are other people's... <laughs> Enough about jugs. <laughs> Enough about jugs today. What are other people's favorite lines from the movie? I'm curious. Oh, that's hard. Um, I don't think I can pick. I'm, I'm a big fan of Inigo, so probably... Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Mm. Right? Did you see the meme that came out a few years ago that said that is the best way to introduce yourself in business <laughs> settings? Because first you introduce yourself. Uh-huh. You um, say why you're there because he says you killed my father. Uh-huh. And then he gives... Um, he gives a point of context of why he's there, prepare to die, because he's there right. to, to kill you. So I thought, they're like, that's a great way to introduce yourself at business meetings. Just mm-hmm. give your name and give your purpose and why you're there. I was like, that, yes. It's very straightforward. Not super like a warm human touch, though. I start walking into future <laughs> interviews like that. You a Princess Bride friend, uh, fan friend? Yeah. Okay, great. Bear with me. Inigo. Okay, I never knew how you would spell his name, and I always said Inigo. Is that yeah? That's right. How I yeah, say that's too. correct. Inigo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my god. I've heard people it say Inigo, and I'm like, Ooh, right. well, Andre right. the Giant calls yes. him Inigo yeah. or Ingo. But I, I like. also feel like it's his accent. It is his accent. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Cassie, what's your history with this movie? Because when we told you that we were going to talk about it, you clung to it like a barnacle <laughs> to a ship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. 
I'm trespassing on this, on this podcast. <laughs> and when I heard Becky had picked it, I was like, no, I should have picked that. No, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> so she graciously let me come. Um, it's the same as Becky's, probably. I watched it as a kid uh, with my family a lot, and... Uh, watched it when I was sick, and it was it's like com- it's my comfort movie. It makes me happy. You know, it's on cable all the time. So mm-hmm. anytime we're flipping through the channels, or if I'm grumpy, sometimes my husband will search for Princess Bride, uh-huh. <laughs> like on and see if it's playing, mm-hmm. and I'll finish it. You know, from whatever part it's on. So yeah, it's my feel good movie. It's my yeah. comfort. I don't think you're Love alone. It. it feels like everybody's favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Like anytime yeah. I mention to anyone, they say it's their favorite movie. If people don't like it, I don't trust them. Just saying. Just saying. There's too much to like about this movie. I'm sorry. Uh So when you said you weren't sure that you liked it initially, I was like, ooh, no. So this is this is going to open up a discussion. So first, before we get into that, because that's going to open a new discussion. (laughs) Before we get into that, what do you all think it is about this movie that makes people such passionate fans of it? Humor, mm-hmm. quotability, quotability. Yeah. What makes a movie quotable? We talked about this in Mean Girls too. Um, that everybody talks of, you know, everybody quotes Mean Girls. What is it about the? Um, what makes a movie quotable? Hmm. Good question. I think humor probably. It's like the funny lines, right? And the way humor? it's delivered. The way it's delivered. The fact that it doesn't take itself seriously. Mm. Like Pr- it Prince not. Humperdinck's lines, where he's like, he says such ridiculous things, but he that. And it just feels like situationally, there's so many fun lines that you can just say in life. Like that's, it's All inconceivable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I feel like there's a lot of comedians yeah. in it. A lot of, a lot of ac- sure. comedians slash actors. So um, obviously the delivery is really good. That's important. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so feel good. And at the end of the day, it's just like a feel good fairy tale, which mm-hmm. I think we all kind of, it's a fantasy. It's a fun mm-hmm romp Mm -hmm. (laughs) fairy tale which we all need that right love is at the center so Mm -hmm. how can you go Mm -hmm. wrong with that Mm -hmm. i feel like they all look like they were having fun when they were making the movie too there's a couple scenes that just before the scene ends they'll kind of break character yes like i know (laughs) the very end when buttercup jumps out the window and lands in under the giant's giant's arms yeah she she starts laughing just before they cut away yeah and since she's kind of a bland character to begin with seeing her Mm. laugh yes made me kind of happy Mm. Um, have you ever caught when the R-O-U-S is attacking Wesley? I thought I've heard this before. I said, we should rewind it. The R-O-U-S slips out of character because it's like making that like weird (laughs) noise, which for fans that have not seen Princess Bride, R-O-U-S stands for rodents of unusual size. So there's a giant rat basically attacking the hero of the movie. And when he's like wrestling him and trying to bite him there, watch it again. He says something. He says something in English, the actor in the suit. Really? Yes. I can't figure out what the word was that slips out. Oh, that's it's, funny. That's hilarious. I've not. I have the watch. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to tape it tonight and send it to you all. I just love the fact that there's people in there doing yes. that. Oh, yes. Little guy. I feel like I have to mention, this is going back to why I'm so endeared to this movie, that I, like many people, had such a crush on Wesley mm-hmm. as a little girl oh and as a 37-year-old woman. He's hot. <laughs> He's so hot. Yes. And there's this scene during him fighting the R.O.U.S. that um, he turns and looks, and he just looks really hot. And my sister and I, my sister is six years older than I, I remember rewinding our VHS. Like, that part in the tape should probably be broken, but we rewinded it, like, 20 times in a row each time we watched it, just to watch that part over. So, 
also try to look for a part when he's battling the R-O-U-S where he looks really attractive. That's some. That's fun. This too. is really good to know. This is a good tip for the listeners too. <laughs> <laughs> we have to focus on that scene. <laughs> the scene that I kind of hated when I was a kid right. is the most important right. one, apparently. Did you hate it because it made you scared or yeah. it grossed you out? Yeah. And I keep in mind, I'm like a lot older than y'all, so I should not have been scared. No, but I was. I was so <laughs> into is, the movie it that is a I was really like creepy character. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was just kind of creepy. And the again, eels I was in scary? love with him. Oh, oh the, the eels! Screeching, screeching eels. That's my scariest place is the open ocean and not same. the only ones on you. Same. Oh, yeah. Water freaks me out. Oh, I just lost my train. Oh, what year did the movie come out? Was it 87? 87? Yeah. Okay. I don't have a really clear memory of the first time I saw it. I know I must have seen it as a kid because I watched it at a hangout when I was like 19 or 20. And I remember being like, I feel like I've seen this before, but I didn't have a strong recollection of it at all, really. Mm. So my memories are more from my 20s forward. Okay. Um, but just loving this movie. I remember watching it in third grade. I think uh-huh. we like won a reward of a movie day. Yeah. And I had a really cool third grade teacher and she put it on and I think most of the other kids hadn't seen it and I felt so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is my favorite movie ever. He's my boyfriend. He's my boyfriend. Wait, wait. <laughs> Can you rewind this part where he's fighting <laughs> with our audience? We rewind 2010. Yeah, look um, you're going to want to see this again. Yeah, look how he's and looking then, at her. And then Cassie like creepily winks at her third grade teacher like, we're both in this together. <laughs> Wink. So Cassie, did your siblings watch it with you when you like before you saw it? Yes, I think I'm the youngest, so that's I think I I felt cool a lot of, about a lot of stuff because yeah. my siblings introduced me to stuff. But I think we just rented it from our library mm. and watched it for like a family movie night. I think I don't know anybody who saw it in the theater. Truly, no, everybody I, I know is not watching it on VHS. Yeah. And yeah, that was part there. of my research that it wasn't a very big box office success mm. at all. But did, people watched it on. on did you VHS. know? I was telling um, my husband last night, so Kerry L. West, I think that's how you say his last name, he wrote a book that came out, I think, in like 2015 called As You Wish. And we can talk more about that later, but he talks Some about nerd the making. I, know read it. I did. I have. I read it as well. Oh, you did. I yeah. listened to an audio. Oh, I listened to so an audio because he reads it. And yes. He's got he that reads it, and so voice. do the other characters. Yes. yes, Some of them. And he, they talk about how much fun it was recording mm-hmm. this together. But do you remember how many days they said it took to film this? Because it was one of those low budget made it pretty quickly i felt like in under 100 days it was like yeah. i feel like it was like 45 but days i remember or, him talking about how much fencing lessons I yeah, feel that's like exactly he, what i said to yeah. my he husband studied fencing night. for like 60 days or something yeah. before they even him started and what's his fault and um, um, mandy patankin yeah um so this one is um considered a cult classic and i was curious to find out what makes something a cult classic so i did some research and there are professors, film professors, who specialize in studying cult classic. What makes something a cult classic? And then they watch all those mm-hmm. movies. And the two things <clears throat> I could gather was that two things. The first is that it's transgressive in some way. It's edgy. It challenges the norm in mm-hmm. some way. And then the second thing was that it has a extremely committed, loyal fan following. So like a rabid yes. fan. So you can't really go out. You can't really consciously create a cult classic because what makes it a cult is how people react to it. So you yes. don't know that until yep. it's done. So the Princess Bride. So when I was talking about Mando, how I was going to talk later about how I don't have a rich history with this, it, I think it's because I was the oldest. This came out mm. a year after I was born. 
Mm-hmm. I was the oldest in my family, <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> sorry, Becky. <I> didn't, sorry, <laughs> everybody. But it, um, it. So I didn't watch it when I was young. I think I was scared of it. The torture scene freaked me out. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Scary. That's a I lot. skipped it now when I yeah. yes, watched it yesterday. Yeah. Was it's rough. When he's torture. flopping back and forth and screaming, mm-hmm. it's like, Whoa. And then it was this cult classic. And I think I have like, and I don't know if you all have this. There's if there are any cult classics that you miss. And then everybody freaking is quoting it all the time, and everybody has this yeah. bond with it, and you don't, so you like start to resent it. It's annoying. That's me with Rocky Horror. I've yeah, never Rocky seen Rocky Horror. Horror. Oh. That's me with Rocky Horror too. Never seen it, My and I just hate when people talk about it because <laughs> I'm not a part of it. And I'm like, it whatever, was don't such a big thing when yeah. I was in high school theater, and I tried to watch it, and my super Catholic mother walked in when oh, they were in the drag scene, mm-hmm. and she lost her ever loving mind. What are you watching? So I never yeah. finished it, and so I was like super pissy anytime mm-hmm. everybody would do the time warp and stuff i was like all oh, the time ah oh. that was our song that we all danced to as theater nerds in high school yeah for sure i remember dances. that theater definitely did you but, have any that you felt oh, outside man. of cassie definitely rocky horror um i don't have any association with doctor who i feel like that oh, became yeah. and i was always yeah that's like, called classic what? mm-hmm. um what's that's the difference one. between cult classic and like pop culture popular Ooh. Does that make sense? That's a good question. Uh-uh. One of the things I read said that, um, yeah, there was an article that said uh, when a cult classic isn't a cult classic, and they were talking about how a lot of these are just popular mm-hmm. things. Um, they mentioned that often a formula for a cult classic is a box office failure that yeah. grows in popularity later because then you're like, yeah. cool, because... yeah. You, and a critical success. So if it's a box office failure and a critical success, you can like something that's good okay. that also other people don't like. So you get to feel like special and cool yeah. and like on the inside. Can um, I um, share my second favorite yeah. cult classic movie, which I think would be a watch alike for Princess Bride is Willow. <gasps> Did any of you guys oh ever watch God. Willow? We love that one for kids. I yes. tried to rewatch it Do during COVID. Kind of like, yes. It's a cult I classic, I think. Because I think it bombed. We couldn't get into it. I, no, I loved it as oh, a kid. Okay. So we, during COVID, decided okay. to cheer ourselves up to watch all okay. the movies we loved as kids. Oh, okay. Willow did not age well for me. I got as far yeah. as when Val Kilmer's in the cage, and I was like, we got to turn this off. I'm yeah. Done. But do you know there's a Willow 2 coming out? They're making on Disney Plus, I think, yeah. a series. Yeah. I think. Did you ever watch Willow? So oh. it's another fantasy. Okay. Same yeah. era. And I think, or maybe it came out in like 90, 91. Mm-hmm. But I know it was it, late 80s. Late 80s. I think it mm-hmm. bombed in the theaters. And I it know. Did. My mom told me this later, but we have a bunch. We had a bunch of Willow toys growing up because I think they were all clearanced at Kmart because mm. no one wanted them because yeah. it bombed <laughs> in the theaters. And so she bought all these Willow toys, and then we were like, "What are these from?" Yeah. So then once again, we checked it out from our library, and that became another family. I hope you save those because those are probably I worth hope money we now. Did too. I'm gonna go call my mom. Yeah, you got those on eBay. eBay when Willow Two comes out. The original Willow toys. <laughs> I would say, Becky, going back to your question, what I think of pop culture versus like cult, mm-hmm. um, I think Star Wars is a good example of pop culture. Okay. Like they did, they were so successful in the box office. They were wildly popular. And think of how many times those are referenced in like, you know, in popular culture, like, you know, I'm your father and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But it was wildly successful box mm-hmm. office wise. Jaws to me is the same way. Mm. Jaws was like wildly successful in the box office. It really kicked off Steven Spielberg's career. It started the new genre of like, you know, water fear based movies, you know, because then you had like 
oh my God, there were so many Jaws spinoffs and then like Sharknado. And then I think about all those things that came after the fact it did Girls really well. Arms bit off but I think everybody, yes. when you're trying to freak somebody out in the pool, it's like, what do you do? You do the Jaws thing, <laughs> right? So <laughs> that to me is like kind of pop culture versus mm-hmm. okay. these movies okay. where they bombed, okay. but we all still quote them. It's a good question though, because it is. Star Wars... Um, so one of our, our activity today is going to be for you guys to list as many cult classics as you can think of. Is that on the list? And no. Star Wars is on the list. I, so, okay. Oh, this so, and this, so, and but that's crazy because it did well in the movie. Thing. So that right. I'm not going to say anymore. Okay. I'm going to give you a bunch no, of, no, stop giving them away. <laughs> giving them away. All right. I'm going to give you, um, some information. This, so this, this is based off the research that I did. Told you transgressive, edgy, challenging the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, a super loyal fan following. I think the quotability factor is part of it too, because part of the joy is quoting it along mm-hmm. with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like I think in this podcast, we resist not just sitting, or we resist just sitting here quoting lines to the movie to each other, because like, it's so Which fun to totally do that. Do. Right, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> we could just riff off each other for probably an hour. We don't want to bore everyone. It's though. hard to like, make that not the only thing you want to do. Okay, so those two things. And then some other, um, some other things I found... Was yeah, so a modest success at the box office usually um, a critical success unless it's one of the so bad it's good movies. So if you can think of any oh, movies people watch together yeah. to make fun of it, mystery oh, science yes, theater that's style, that's a category. Um, oh. And then yeah, the sleeper hit is a category too, which we talked about. So um, I will give mm-hmm. you some time. I okay. So this these two experts made a like a list a hundred. Wow movies long i picked the 20 that i recognized and thought you might get so you might pick one that's on the so list. 20 cult classics yeah just write as many as you can think of okay so do we get the princess bride is that a freebie on our list the princess bride is not on the list stop we'll it. talk what? about that afterwards well, i list disagree sucks. with these people these? were stop mad it. people were mad were they we'll talk about it, it anyway. tell us who these uh, experts are so we can roast them no i'm just kidding so they so here's the quote i'll just tell you now it was. It's these two cult classic. Ner- I mean, you can imagine the kind of movies they like. They're they're cult classic th- film nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, it says one guy. One so it's two dudes. One wanted to include Princess Bride, but the other guy said it wasn't transgressive enough. But we can talk about that too oh. because I think it is. When did most of these come out? Can you give us a hint? Yes. So I'll tell you the oldest one on my list. Again, this is a truncated list because sure. I don't want to have to go through a hundred. The oldest one on here is 1965. Nope, oh. 1942. Oh. Dang. And 1942. And What's the that? most recent one is 19, no, 2008. I thought it'd be Wizard of Oz, but Wizard of Oz came out in 39. Oh, and that the 2008 one was one that fans voted on. So the, these two dudes picked Gross. 99, and then they let their fans pick one. Hmm. Think of every like film dude you've ever done. Oh, gosh. Thank you for that, Olivia. That helps. For that some inspiration in you? Not for me. Give me another hint. We're talking about like a guy who only drinks dark beer, you know, and <laughs> says like gastro pub and <laughs> my worst nightmare, <laughs> <Yeah>. basically. <laughs> Do you think indie movies are cult classics without? No, because the cult part is everybody, you have like a group of people who've seen it and really love it and quote it with you because mm-hmm. part of it is the social aspect. I feel like every once in a while there's an indie movie that does become a cult classic. Like Juno or something. Yes. Oh, oh, on there? That's, that's on there. a good one. Right, Love I think Juno. I've got my the soundtrack to 20, Juno. Becky. Lord of the Rings isn't on there, right? It is. They had yes! huge success. 
I it think was also critically acclaimed. It got a bunch of yeah, Oscars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that one's got confusing. best picture for the last I one. Cult I wouldn't think classic? of those as cult classic. I don't either. either. I don't know. I don't they're, they're more those are like Star Wars to me. They're pop culture. They're Correct. so they're pop culture. Yeah, I think they were thinking about the quote, like people quotability of it, like the fandom. Yeah. But I, I don't think that's what. Okay, the quotability. My four-year-old has somehow picked up on Smeagol quotes. He's never watched it. We've never done it. I think he saw it in a pop culture reference. Now he goes around the house going, my (laughs) precious. And I'm like, you don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it does have a rabid fandom. But yeah, it's not a fringy fandom. It's a Hmm. mainstream culture thing. Okay, time is up. Let's do it. No. So now are no, you going to we'll read your list? And so this is off? yeah, this is the truncated list. Okay. I'll link the full list in case anyone's interested in reading a long list of movies that are very fringy and sound very dark. Okay, Th- these are in no particular order. Too, they listed them alphabetically on their list. Two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Oh, please oh, give yourself God, a point Jesus. for oh, everyone you get. That That's was the one I was one. thinking of, not Cocoon. Oh, <laughs> The Big Lebowski. Oh, oh yay! Blade one Runner. Point? No, nope. Blade Runner. Casablanca. We'll oh, talk about it. Oh, I love Casablanca. Dirty what? Dancing. Oh my God, I forgot Dirty it's Dancing. Too popular. I mean, Edward Scissorhands. Gross. Dang it. Also too popular. I thought that yeah. one was that a good same. one. That is a good one. Tim Burton stuff has like its own weird. So popular. Mm-hmm. How does it go? Mm-hmm. Olivia is doing Edward Scissorhand hands. Yeah, scissors. Eraserhead. Fight Club. Oh, that's a good one. Harold and Maude, which I think is a great cult classic. In Bruges, which is the fan pick. What's that? That's with Colin Farrell. I included it because it was the fan pick. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, we're going to watch it this year. Lord of the Rings. Yep. Monty Python. Nope. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh my God, we even talked about that. I didn't write it down. Rocky Horror. The Room. I refuse to write that one. The Ew, room. Wait, What's that? the room based on the book by Emma Donahue? No, the, no, <laughs> no. Oh, the Ew. one with the Mark. That's like yeah. a Mark? cult yes. class. Yes, Mark. it is. That's Mark a great one. That's like exactly. A, so Cassie Eric just told us about this the other day. Oh, it's a movie that's so bad. People watch it together yes. as like an event for fun, and then they talk about how bad it mm-hmm. is. And it's like a, it's like it's like um, what is it? I just said it earlier. Mystery. Science theater. Okay, it's like okay. a, the it's fun awful. of watching it with someone. But awful in a great way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like really bad. It's kind of the fun too. It was like a movie asks you to like give yourself over to it. But when you're watching a movie that's so bad and you can talk over it, you're yeah. like, listen, no, we're in charge of the situation. Um, the Sound of Music. Oh that my one. God. You could, that, that's, that's a cult. classic. That's a Star classic. Wars. classic. Star Wars. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The original. Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. You're going so fast. Sorry. I keep going. And The Wizard of Oz. Okay. I got three. You got three? Which ones did you get? Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and The Wizard of Oz, which are all my top like ten. I yes. still have like 20 hey, on hey, my hey, list. Hey, I, I have so many on my list that I would beg to differ. So, okay. like, I've got no, a bunch so of them. Like I said, this is just a little. Okay. You I think we should go through and say what we like think should be on this list. Oh, Labyrinth is oh a great one. Oh, my God. Uh, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko yep. was on the list. Mm. Dark Labyrinth Crystal? was not, though. Dark Crystal Dark would be Crystal. a good one. Mm-hmm. Clerks? Yes. Oh, that's oh, a great That's a really good one. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I have. Uh, I also feel like Paul Scott Pilgrim. Oh, sure, I that's love a great Scott one. Pilgrim. Me too. I feel like the Christmas Story, and it's uh-huh. the Christmas yeah. Story. That's a great one. Becky. People have that stuff in their house. We're like the yes. with Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. Space oh my balls. god, that's a great Barf, one. the dog. 
Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying like that's it. huge. That's like every Barf. nerdy teenage boy. Right? Pizza yeah. the Hut, where he eats himself. <laughs> um, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Totally. Yes. I put E.T. in here. I that's feel like Becky should be in charge of writing e. this list in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Harry um, Met Sally? Because that's like the quotability. When yeah. you said romantic I, comedy, Okay, I so I'll tell you, they didn't include... Oh, I told you this already. They didn't include Princess Bride because it wasn't edgy enough. So okay. they felt like it had to have some edge to it. So I don't know about her. I disagree with these that. people. Okay. What else do you have, Becky? You have a great oh, list. Um, well, you already said some of them. Uh, the Thing and like Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. They're not, I'm not fans of those movies, mm-hmm. but I feel like so many people are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to really... Um, and then as a joke, I wrote Twilight because we love to watch Twilight and mock it. Yeah. Yes. Like when my daughter Hang comes Hang on, home. little spider monkey. Yes. <laughs> what is that? How old are you? The, there's so many creepy lines where yes. I'm like, these and are I red flags in a, a relationship. Yes, they I'm are. Put that out there. Yes, they are. But oh, that's yes. what makes it fun is to watch it and mock it's it. It's fun. Going yeah. back to. And then I wrote Breakfast Club also. Oh, yeah. Yes. They, they talked about that okay. too, Breakfast yeah. Club. I didn't write it down, but I was thinking about that one too. Big Trouble Little Chinatown. Was that Kurt Russell? Yes. Oh, my God. I remember I watching He was both that and the thing. And I know there's a lot of guys who, you know, when they want their comfort movie, that's the, one of the ones they'll put on. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think cult classic movies are what they sell at Hot Topic? Yes. Oh. Because I'm thinking of like the Studio Ghibli yes. movies oh, and they've got totally. Nightmare Before Christmas yes. stuff. Yeah. So Edward kind of their hands yes. and their So how do we feel about these cult classics? These are <clears throat> these some of these are bananas to me. Casablanca where are they getting that? How is that's that? That's just trained? a classic that's movie. That's just a straight it's just a up classic. classic. Yeah. And, and like what's sound edgy of music about it? And what's edgy about what's it? What's edgy about the sound There's of music? Nothing. What is that? It's just a classic. Nazis. You is can it say Nazis. Nazis. It's okay. As long as you're not like saying it in a well, positive fashion. Well, historically fashion. accurate, but it's, it's just historical. Yeah, there's no sex. There's no violence. Right. There's nothing edgy. I don't understand Sound of Music's reasoning. It's, I, I, I agree. That's garbage. Certain things should not be on there. Sound Correct. of Music is just a straight up classic. That's like wholesome. It's a family movie with Nazis. Like Gone with the Wind to me. Like. Oh. Oh, Wizard of Oz, wind. those are all kind of just yes. classics. Yes. Casablanca, classic. Yes. Like, um, what's the one with Orson Welles? That's a classic. Um, Orson Welles. Citizen Kane. Citizen like, oh, Citizen classics. Kane. Those are always, if you always look at those movie lists, those are always mm-hmm. in the top, like, You'd be 15. fine watching those with your grandparents. Yeah. Yes. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not a cult classic. Odyssey. Wizard of Oz being on here, it's only because there's so many catchy things we say from it still, but I still wouldn't call it a cult classic. I feel like you have to drop the word cult. Those are just... Yeah. I feel what like about Greece. So. Oh, Greece. Ooh. Did you see Greece too? I love Greece too more than Greece. Oh, I never watched Greece. Would you too. do another one and we'll do movie sequels? Because I have two movie sequels that. I'm dying to talk about. What's your other sequel? You want I, can't, I have to reveal it on the podcast. What happens yep. in Greece too? Same everything. thing. <laughs> everything you can imagine. But not nothing better songs. Isn't Frenchie the only one, only one in it? Is the that same, it's the same know. story, I feel like. It was the same movie. Same story, but different characters. Sure. And it's flipped. Because now it's the boy changes for the girl type. Oh, mm. Ooh, la, la. And I had a huge yes, crush should. on Maxwell Caulfield, who was the innocent boy. Caulfield. Caulfield. A little on the nose there. Oh. Right? Sorry. Mm. I loved him. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think music lens helps with a cult classic. I was thinking about Harold and Maude. Oh, my with God. that, like, killer soundtrack. I've yes. never seen Harold and Maude. Oh, yes. oh, my Sandra. God. I own it. Come to our house. See, okay. cult classics inspire that sort of reaction, too, which sometimes can be annoying. Like, you just don't uh-huh. want so to be like, what? The, you soundtra- the soundtrack is, is Cat annoying. Stevens. I know it's so good. And it's, it's really so sad because it's like a love story set 
with the backdrop of Vietnam going on. And it is, oh God. Ooh. That's a weird way to explain it. It's it's about like a really young boy and an old woman who have this like lovely little transgressive relationship. relationship. <laughs> weird but it. wouldn't you agree it's the the whole there's a lot of stuff that's an allegory for what's going on in Vietnam. Like yeah, when she yeah, talks yeah, yeah. about the flowers, like we shouldn't all aspire to be the same. I don't remember anything about Vietnam. I remember a young guy and an oh. old lady getting his uncle's, trying to, his uncle's trying to get <laughs> him to go right. in the military. The remember? He, he has to act like young. To, oh God, oh, he was like 18, right, Bud Court? Oh, no, yeah. he looks like a baby. You, you guys, yeah. you guys. It's a lovely story. Is Just get though? to know them. <laughs> Just watch the like movie. Like Cat Stevens. Like Just Cat Stevens. Wash over you. you. Going out with movie soundtracks, The Graduate, when Simon and Garfunkel do the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Same thing to me. It's totally. like, it changed that whole story. If you would have had somebody else do that soundtrack, it wouldn't have been soundtracks the same. Soundtracks can make a movie. They, they really sure do, they right? They but really I think do. they contribute to the cultiness of it. One, because musicals like Greece, it's easy to quote the, the songs mm-hmm. to each mm-hmm. other. Okay, now I'll let you Princess Bride people go Sorry. off. What is your favorite character and what is your favorite scene? <clears throat> oh. oh, yikes. Oh, that's a good go, one. Becky. Oh, give me a second. Okay. okay. Mm. Go, Amanda. I'll s- oh, go. <laughs> Olivia, please go first. <laughs> I was just going to say my favorite character is Inigo. Mm-hmm. Because, and I remember him even from when I was a child and I was like not sure about the movie. I still loved him. Because I love his purpose and drive. He has a very clear purpose, mm-hmm. a very clear ambition. He knows how to introduce himself. He's very efficient with the introduction. We know exactly <laughs> why he's here and who he is. There's no questions. And he's really good with... He's got a great costume. You don't happen to have six fingers on your hand, do you? <laughs> I love when he asks him. It's like, what? Right, so we and can't steal your answer. So you can steal it. the best answer. He might no. just be the best character. He really is, I think, the best character. He's a lush, which is yeah. fun. Yes. He he is great with the sword play. He's he's articulate. He's yeah. a mm-hmm. smart character. Mm-hmm. He avenged his father. He succeeded in doing what his mm-hmm. plan was. He succeeded. I actually got emotional at the end when he, oh. you know, obviously it was the way he was playing the role, but when he killed the guy and he did a good yes. job. Wesley, I would have said Wesley, but the one time he raises his hand, I just sort of like, no. Oh. oh, where he's like, where, the, I, where I come from, yeah. women get... Yeah, so that's yeah, a hit he's, for speaking like he's that. He's being the Dread Pirate Robertson then, right? Though, right? Yes. Right? But, but it's still. still. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing yeah. I can say bad about Wesley. Okay. Otherwise, it okay. would totally be Wesley. I want a Wesley. Okay. Yeah. I okay. want somebody who will, you know. But nobody wants to be Buttercup, though. No, no. she's no. bland. She's and a awful. very bland character. She is. Buttercup is not ideal in the book or the movie. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I liked about the book that I wish was in the movie was they described her as being like she never wanted to shower, she never combed her hair, mm. and that was kind of me in like junior high and stuff. <laughs> and I and so instead of making her sort of this pompousy boss, I would have liked mm-hmm. to see her be kind of the mousy and then kind of blossom a little bit, mm-hmm. really. you know, because I kind of felt more like I could have been her in the book. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, I was like, I don't want to be her. She's she, boring as hell. Like she has a couple moments in the movie, right? Like where she. Um, tries to tell them off when she's taken prisoner and she jumps into the water. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the shrieking eels and things. So I feel like she has some, like when she pushes mm-hmm. Wesley, who she doesn't know yep. is Wesley, down the hill. Yes. Which is the and best scene ever. Yeah. Scene like she ever. has, mm-hmm. oh my God, those two actors going down that hill. It's, it's the like, same oh actor. My God. The stuntman does both parts. <laughs> he's the woman and he's Wesley and Butterfly. Oh, yeah. You can tell how bad the wig is. You, and a yeah, parts you know, the there's a couple the parts guy. as you're watching. You're like, this is so bad. I did not know that. But like the noises that they made, where they, I'm sure they filmed um, Robin Wright Penn and were like, okay, 
sound like you're going on a hill. There's a couple parts where she's like, oof, ow, 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 oof. And it's like, there was no way. That would just be knocking the wind out of your body. Just be like, because it would just be like, um, but yeah, no. So I feel like she has some stuff, but she is overall just kind of like, blah, like I gave up this guy I love died. And then I'm not going to fight anything, even though mm-hmm. I don't want to marry this guy. I'm just going to go along with it. And even I after really, she knows he's alive, her whole role is just to be like, he'll come for me. Like She doesn't have any agency of her own at that point. I'm like, you couldn't have done anything while you were there in the castle. Yep, just mm-hmm. rode a horse. So as librarians, I feel that we have a responsibility to talk about the book that the movie mm-hmm. was based off of. Mm-hmm. How Did anyone read the book? How did you feel about it? Yes, I read the book. I, I feel like, I know you guys said you didn't like it, but I think I enjoyed it. It's It's almost identical to the movie mm-hmm. which i think that's one of the only books i've read that was pretty that was yeah, so close because he wrote the screenplay he, yeah, didn't he yep he yeah. wrote the screenplay um it's a little rougher and yes. i think it's supposed to be a satire right yeah. because um he talks about women in such an awful way yes yeah. in the book right mm-hmm. yeah i don't remember that i read mm-hmm. it for like a summer reading event at my public library a long time ago and i was just like well, what is the point of reading this because it seemed like mm-hmm. a frame by frame retelling yeah. of the mm-hmm. movie I was it like, gives a little bit more background i just listened to it like last week honestly because i tried reading it a few times before and did was you? not interested yeah. so i just listened to it with rob reiner reading it yeah which Ooh. made it i think a lot more enjoyable to me because he just added the right element to it yeah but yeah there were scenes yeah. that were awful yeah you know about right? how you know they dumped somebody and because she you know gained weight oh gained blah, blah, weight yeah. i remember like, oh, come that on. yeah yes. also don't they talk about how women are only supposed to be beautiful and yes. they're all dumb yeah. and yes. can't come up yeah. with good ideas yeah. so, so i'm glad they left like, that yeah. out yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but it does give Hot a little takes. like yeah, yeah. but it does rough. give a little bit of background like i said the buttercup background yeah. and stuff so I feel like I this definitely is prefer the movie. one of the few times that I'm like, when people ask them, like, don't read the book, just watch yeah, the movie. Totally. The other thing that yep. didn't work for me, I was telling Olivia this morning, is, you know, what is really cute is that the book starts with Fred Savage's character is homesick. He looks like he's probably supposed to be like in third grade, fourth grade. And his grandpa, which is Peter Falk, comes over to read the story, which is what he read to Fred Savage's dad when he was sick when he was a kid. And so it's this reading the story and Fred Savage keeps interrupting in the beginning and they do that in the book. And I was telling um, Olivia, I found that to be so distracting. I think they italicize when they're interrupting the story. And I got to the point that I just started skipping it because it did not work for me in a book. And I'm sure it might in some other stories, but I think because I'd already seen the movie, I was like, oh my God. So that part really bugged me, but I think it's adorable and it works on film. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think um, Peter Falk is another character that like when we're like our favorite characters, Yes, he might be too, because it's just like, you know, he's like, yeah, you're so smart. Shut up. You know, he's just got <laughs> that like yeah. salty grandpa thing. And then at the end when he ends it with, as you wish, it's like, oh my God. It's like, I get tears oh, in my eyes every time. It's, it's just that sweet familial love. Yeah. And I think that one of the reasons the movie can endure for so long is because it is supposed to be the imagination of a boy listening to a story from grandpa. Yes. So it's, you know, if somebody complains about the accents, I'm sorry, but most grandpas will use an accent when reading a book. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And if the rodents of unusual size are not the best looking ones, it's because it's the imagination it's of a boy, boy listening to yeah. a grandpa. So yeah. that's what makes oh, the movie not... That. 
yeah. expire in a way. That's a great you know? point, Becky. The best totally. thing that I always forget about when we turned it on last night, we were kind of getting like our getting our um, drinks ready to sit down and like watch the movie. And um, when it starts, the screen is blank at first. It might say a Rob Reiner film or something, but you hear boop. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> yeah. It's the old yeah. Nintendo game. Yeah, it's the old so Nintendo cute. game from when we were kids. Uh-huh. Nintendo like baseball, baseball or something. And it's just like you look at that now. We laugh every time because we're both just like, oh my gosh, because we have the um, switch. Mm-hmm. And so my husband's always like, oh my gosh, look at how far we've come, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just, but I love that because that for me watching that movie, that beginning scene is always a time capsule of when I was a kid Mm. because I was about, I think Fred Savage and I in real life are the same age. So when that movie came out, I was Mm. around that age for having heard that, you know, having someone tell you that story. So what struck me about the framing device in the, in the movie was when the eels super scary part was happening and Mm -hmm. the grandpa interrupts the story and he's like, are you cool with it? And it was, it worked in the movie too. You could be like, Remember, it's just a movie. It's just mm-hmm. a story. Yeah. Like you say, but it's just someone. She's going to survive. And he's like, what? Like, yeah. she's going to be, what does he say? She's going to be okay or something. Mm-hmm. And the kid's like, what? And he's like, you just look like you're getting scared. And yeah. Like, getting scared. It's like, mm. <laughs> One last thing I want to ask about the movie before y'all can take it. If there's anything else we didn't talk about. But um, is, so the, the two film nerds left this movie off because they said it wasn't transgressive enough. Do you think the movie is transgressive? No, I no, guess not. I don't not. think it's edgy. No, it's I not edgy. I do think do it you? is. Do yeah. You? For the time period? Or? Um, I think that there's like gritty aspects to it. Um, I think things like the old lady, the haggy old lady. Uh-huh. I think having the old people like in their tree doing weird experiments mm-hmm. him like being mostly dead for part of it yeah. is kind of edgy yeah. i think like the eels and the mostly rodent dead. is edgy yeah. i don't think it like oh well i do think that it um it goes against like the norms of like your traditional fairy tale so mm-hmm. yes i think it would have been even better it's like a fractured like, fairy tale kind of yeah but I think not, it's a but not perfect really. fairy tale. I think it has a little bit of everything it a in a yeah. perfect fairy tale. You're scared, you're yeah. laughing, you're crying. There's adventure, yeah. there's romance, like a commercial. But I think that it's the perfect movie it because of all movie. of these different elements. What about it's the so edgy fun. part where uh, Buttercup almost kills herself? Oh, right. Yes. Totally. Speaking of knife to the heart. So she yeah. almost yeah. kills herself and Wesley says, what, there's so few... Perfect, perfect breast in yeah. the world. So that, mm, mm, a little edgy. Perfect. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's well, especially like, yeah, kids fairy tale thing, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. When I was, okay. So one of our new segments is um, favorite reviews that I found online. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I forgot Ooh. that we do that now sometimes. Fun. Okay. So fun. Let me see if I can Can't wait. Now this comes to us from Google reviews. Oh, I love a good Google ago. review. It says. <laughs> Uh, one of the best escapist movies of the era. Great story, great action. It truly is the only chick flick, flick movie that every single guy that, that I know, myself included, would be willing to see. Plus, it has Andrea the Giant in it. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But that's part of it, too. It's like a, um, oh. it seems like a romance movie. It even seems like mm-hmm. a girl movie, but mm-hmm. dudes like it. Mm-hmm. And, 
I don't I, think of it as a chick flick at all. Not uh-uh. a chick flick. Yeah. No. But it ha- the name is Princess Bride. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. it reminds, so I think some people do that haven't seen it. It reminds me of when I was in third grade and I heard all the boys talking about Zelda and they were talking about Zelda. And I was like, whoever Zelda is, she must be amazing because boys don't ever like stuff with girls' That's names true. in it. And I was like, this Wait, must is be Zelda a girl? Yes. Yeah. She? But she doesn't do anything, just like Buttercup doesn't do anything. Zelda, I thought Zelda was the boy with the Peter Pan That's costume. Link. No, that's Link. Yeah. Zelda's the princess. Oh, gross. Sorry. I mean, just that she doesn't do anything. Like, she doesn't um, so really. Over I'm sure she doesn't characters. like the nowadays ones. Well, why did they name it after Zelda? Is he trying to? Is Link trying to save her? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, my whole life I thought Link was Zelda. See, you guys. I'm kind of this is why we do. This. Even though I this knew is his why name we do the Link. podcast to correct <laughs> Amanda's 1980s <laughs> memories. Because it was back then. Like boys wouldn't like anything with right, a girl's, no, right. like mm-hmm. or a girl's picture on right. the cover or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's why thank it's called Harry Potter review. and the Sorcerer's Stone instead of Hermione Granger's going to save Harry Potter again. Say that. <laughs> Seriously. Save that. Much better title. Right? <laughs> part one, part two, part seven. Yep. Like Hermione Granger yep. saves the day Always. again. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about the movie before we begin? I mean, to do our read alikes. We could talk about this for hours, but we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, it's the best. Watch Sad it. Panda. Watch it if you've never watched it. Absolutely. Cool. All right, Maddie, you got some read-alikes for us? Um, so some read-alikes for The Princess Bride. Uh, this is based on the Morgan Stern book. Yeah, I don't think he's is it Pocahontas? It's not, he's not the oh no, author. he's I'm sorry, he's the fake Gold. author. Yeah. He's the fake author. Gold. Gold. Sorry, yes, the book says is called The Princess Bride, right. S. Morgan Stern's classic tale of true love and high adventure, but it's actually by William Goldman. I'm sorry. So these are based on William Goldman's um, book. The Princess Bride. So Jody Picoult, Pico, I don't know how to say her Picoult, last name. I think. Is it Picoult? Yeah. So she wrote a book with Samantha Van Leer called Between the Lines. Um, My Lady Jane by Cynthia Hand. How to Break an Evil Curse by Laura Morrison. And The Accidental Highwayman by Ben Tripp. And these are all coming mm-hmm. to us from Novelist. I think Cassie was going to talk about um, As You Wish. Carrie Elwes's book, yeah. Oh, was I? I actually have some watch-alikes oh, up here. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Let me just Can mention, I? Carrie Elwes, who plays Wesley, wrote a book called As You Wish, Inconceivable Tales from the Making of the Princess Bride. I think it came out in, like, 2015. It's fantastic if you love the movie. It's really good. Like Cassie said, mm-hmm. the audiobook is excellent. Um, some of the actors actually read mm-hmm. their own portions of the book on yep. the audiobook. So Rob Reiner's in it quite a bit, I yeah. think. Yeah. It is so much fun. It will take you back if you love the movie. Highly recommend it. Um, but sorry, Cassie, do some watch-alikes. I just pulled this up because I feel like... Based on The Princess Bride. Have you guys ever seen Robin Hood, Men in Tights? I was yeah. thinking about that. Which is also with, It's yes. so good. And that could probably be a cult classic almost. Totally. So funny. That was such a fun movie. Um, Does it have Alan Rickman in it? Is that the one with him in it? No, He's that's like Robin Hood. Um Prince of Thieves, Thieves with oh. Kevin Costner. Mm. Oh, so we'll have to tell you my mm. Kevin Costner story when we're off the air. <laughs> um, Willow, which I already mentioned. Please mm. watch Willow. I think it might be on Disney Plus. Or don't. Or don't. It's oh, it's movie. well, shoot. <laughs> no, Cassie, stand up here. Okay, I haven't watched it since I was younger, though, so I don't know. I um, don't maybe know. I just have such fond Cassie memories of it. Cassie should come over and we'll watch okay. it. All four of us. All right. we'll Labyrinth is on here. Yep. yep. The Never Ending Story. Yes. Yes. That's a perfect watch alike, mm-hmm. right? Um, one more, know. Ever After. Did you guys ever watch? Oh, I loved yes. Ever After. That's a great that came one. Out when I was in high school, and that's yep. like Cinderella taking care of herself. Mm-hmm. Love um, it. So, is there anything you guys are reading that you'd like to recommend? 
Tomorrow. I just finished tomorrow. tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zivan. She wrote The Storied Life of AJ Vickery, which yeah. I never read that one, but I've heard it's really good. This was so good. Someone let me borrow it and basically made me read it. I never would have picked it up. It's about um, video game designers in the 90s, hmm. oh. which is something I would never read about. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so good. That's really all I can say about it. So it spans... Um, a group of friends, their life for like 30 years designing video games. And there's some romance and some different type of love. And it's so good. Perfect. Yep. That's a great one. Finished it. It's fiction. It's fiction. Perfect. Nothing to do with Princess Bride. It's tomorrow and tomorrow. Well, it's Mm. the same time-ish, right? Same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. All right. Thanks, you guys. (laughs) Very good episode. Bye. Did you say bye, Olivia? Bye. I did. You can cut that out. I don't know why I said that. I just said goodbye to you and nobody else. I'm so bye. <laughs>Thank you for listening to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. You can find more information about the books and library services we mentioned in the show on our website at troypl.org podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic for future discussion, please email us at podcast at troypl.org. Thank you for listening and happy reading.